Welcome, one and all, to this summary episode of season one of our podcast, I Understood That Reference. Hello. Now, Rob, I realized throughout the series that we never introduce ourselves at all at the start of any of the podcasts. Do we never do it? No, no, not at all. I do always say, hey, Rob, at the very start, but that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody. So, Rob, introduce (laughs) yourself. (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Rob, and I'm one half of this podcast. And I'm Ross, and I'm the other half of this podcast. Very interesting. Yeah, so there we go. We got our introductions at the end of season one. Do you know what's very funny about that is because we always sign off each episode with, and of course, I'm Rob and I'm Ross, at, but we've given them no context to believe that, of course. I've So we've just completely undercut ourselves for 25 episodes worth of content. And let's be real honest here. There's like 15 people who've probably gotten to the end of all of our episodes. So don't those people <laughs> so know nobody us knows intimately. <laughs> But look, basically what we're doing here is that we're just going to put some of our content together from season one. Some mm. nice evergreen content, as I like to call oh, it. Oh, Ross loves a bit of evergreen. Loves I do it. love a bit of evergreen content. Uh, but yeah, but so basically today we're going to cover, there's going to be some Tin Whistle movie themes <laughs> to see if Rob can guess them, because I love that stuff. Oh, you do. What else are we going to have, Rob? Oh, we're going we're gonna to have some discussions, some tantalizing discussions in the form of the... Uh, Make it this out of these in in an effort to get to Detective Pikachu and to add a little bit of a wrinkle on that. Basically, Ross gave me a list of five films and I had to guess the story of Detective Pikachu based on the stories of those five films which I'd seen. A very clever segment. I think we only did it that one time, actually. No, no, we did it again. But you can hear how giddy I am because this was the first time that we did it. You can sense my giddiness through the microphone. So that's something to look forward to. Um, And we also have a great discussion piece where we kind of talk about narrative story choices. Mm. And it's Terminator Dark Fate happened to be the movie in relation to the narrative decisions that we are talking about. That's a more serious discussion, whereas Detective Pikachu is just hilarious. Yeah, that's And let me put it this way, without spoiling anything, Ross was on cloud nine at the start of that segment. Did he continue that way? Nobody knows. But there was a lot of unfolding to be had. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. If we're talking about Terminator Dark Fate, I will not be happy at the end of it. <laughs> but I, I, I guess, look, guys, we can find us on, on, on all these different podcast platforms. Do we want to go into them now, Rob, or we do that at the end? I can give a quick play-by-play. Just as a reminder, you can always find the podcast on SoundCloud and uh, Spotify and the iTunes podcast player. And then there's a whole smattering of others that we just seem to just constantly appear on, like um, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. And we're on Podchaser as well, which is really cool because we're part of a big group on there called, uh, I think it's Pod Nation. And then also we're on Pod Tail. Don't forget about that one, folks. Don't forget about that one. And just in the in, in the interest of promoting our Irish our Irish base, there is one called GoLoud. It's an app at oh, yeah. GoLoud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're on that too. So you know, there you go. That's Irish. That's good, right? It's a great thing. Yes. And yes. we can also find us at capunderstands.com <laughs> is our website. And I guess just go ahead and enjoy this episode. Yeah, fire away. Give it a listen. Give it a whirl. Give it a give it a kiss, for God's sake. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to introduce a very, very quick, fun new bit <laughs> that we're going oh to call <laughs> oh <God>. Whistleblowers. <laughs> now, I'm going to try to get some whistle sound effects or something there. But basically, what we're going to do here, okay? I recently found a tin whistle, 
which is an instrument we use in Ireland and usually in like like primary school we learn it for about two or three years and then nobody ever touches it again and I don't understand why we even learned it until and right now that is the way the way you introduced that was like I've I've happened upon I've happened upon this tin whistle like it's this ancient artifact uh, like you're not seeing Jones in, would say. in in Star Wars uh, um uh, whatever the first and Force Awakens when Ridley Daisy Ridley goes down to the uh, the, the caverns or whatever and opens it and all these voices are like rah, 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 and like you hear Obi-Wan going like don't touch it don't touch it because it's the lightsaber that essentially yeah, yeah. Was, was what happened here I, I, I think it's even less it's like the bit it's like uh, it's like uh, Jack Black's character from King Kong and there's it's hilarious there's zero context given and he just goes I have come into possession gentlemen of a map ah. and then that's that's it you just got it <laughs> that's three hours three hours and 40 minutes later your film's done yeah, exactly. Right, so I'm going to. I've learned little tiny little bits, snippets of movie teams. And from now on, every show, I'm going to get do one. And I'm going to get see if Rob can guess what the movie is. I can't this believe is, this is happening. This is non. This is non rehearsed too much. Completely off scripted. Let's just do it, Rob. All right. Oh God. Are you ready for this? I'm. I'm listening. For intently. the first ever. Go on. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. I'm nervous. This is I'm nervous about this. <sighs> Jesus. Give me another whack of that again. Oh good lord. Okay. Okay. <coughs> Think about it now. Oh it's back to the future. Yes! Alright. Brilliant stuff. I was oh, like, that was okay, right? I thought that started with like a close encounters. You were just gonna give me five notes. I was like, Jesus, that's that's a deep cut. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's <laughs> Jesus Rossi. I know I know films, but give me a chance, man. <laughs> <laughs> well done, buddy. That sounded like Bad of the Future. I I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well that was our I first mean, little go of whistleblowers. We need to get you a better expert though, because God almighty. Tin whistle. <laughs> that was okay, right? Okay, anyway, that's enough of that crap. Good lord, it's like got so warm in here all of a sudden. Yeah, God, I am laughing. That was so daft. But it suits it, I think. Talking of excitement, let's segue into this exciting segment. Oh, I'm so, I can't wait for this. <laughs> right, so, I recently saw Detective Pikachu. And Rob has not seen Detective Pikachu. So I thought it would be a good idea, instead of just giving a straightforward review of the movie, that we would do a little, little, something a little, little different here. And yet another little game. Uh, I'm going to call it... This is very tentative. We'll come up with an actual title for this if we keep it going. But at the moment, I'm going to call it Make This Out of These. <laughs> Jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler or... I will electrocute you. And how this game is played is that I'm going to give Rob, at the start, four, and then depending on what goes, maybe five. Five films. And I want him to construct the story that he thinks occurs in Detective Pikachu using the storylines of these four movies. Wait, is it four or five or three? So at the moment it's four. I have the four. At the moment, you said yeah. You but there's said a three scene. to me. Oh, well, look, Rob, this is going to probably change to sixteen by the end of this segment. All right. Okay. But I'll give you four to start off with. 
and then if you're if you're if see if I'll see how well how close you're getting, okay. and if you're a little bit ways off, I will throw in this fifth one, and I think it'll 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 definitely change things for you. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So, do you want to start with like an actual synopsis of the, of the Pikachu, the Pikachu kind of generic story, or do you want oh, to just you, jump sorry, oh, in? you you want me to just think of what I think it is first with no with no prompting. Right, I'll give you two lines because this this gives absolutely nothing. This is just what's on the Internet Movie Database. Okay. So, <laughs> in a, in a world where people collect Pokemon to do battle, <laughs> a boy comes across an intelligent talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. Oh. So that's the Internet Movie oh, okay. Database. So you're telling me that's what Detective Pikachu is about? <laughs> okay. No. No, no so shit. So now, now we gotta get some uh, gotta get one or two specifics out of you here, Rob. Okay. Okay. So now I've 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 also I've organized these films. They also line up with the kind of way the story plays out. So that's a hint in a way. Okay. Do you want me to just take a stab? Like, do you want me to take it like a like a complete a few blind shots in the dark here first before you give me the movies? Yes, go for it. Hmm. Okay. So there's <laughs> this. Guy. <laughs> so there's this. There's this. There's this Pikachu who's lost his memory or something. And then he's 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 he, he for some reason can speak English and he he Ryan Reynolds has taken over his body and he's speaking in Ryan Reynolds very Ryan Reynoldsy he's speaking in Ryan Reynolds <laughs> <laughs> um, you can put that into Google Translate actually you can literally go English to Ryan Reynolds and it will feature right. it <laughs> okay it's and like he quippy. comes across it just becomes quippy <clears throat> and he comes across this young fella who's missing his dad and this Pikachu's like. I'm a I'm a I'm a detective. I'm I'm a, a Pikachu, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buddy help you find your dad because I know I know all the tricks of the trade. But I'm gonna need you to translate for me because I can't speak English, but you can't speak Pokemon. So they go on a fun adventure around the world, bump into um, loads of Pokemon. They get loads, loads of fla- loads of fan service to Poke fans because there's loads of Pokemon that they run into. And then Pikachu can't really do a whole pile because he's 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 not really a normal pikachu but he's highly intelligent so i guess ultimately maybe they find his dad and then it turns out that ryan reynolds is his dad the end <laughs> so that's okay okay <laughs> so that's your synopsis i, th- I think i got it I, I think i i think i've nailed it there i think i've really nailed it <laughs> rob i am not joking here okay <laughs> You've literally just got the entirety of the film. You're kidding. Like, that's pretty much it beat for beat, like. <laughs> You're joking. You are absolutely I'm not joking. joking. You have to be joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm honestly God, not joking. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm losing it here. Are you telling me Ryan Reynolds is his dad? Right, right. <laughs> spoilers, everyone. Yes, Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu, is, is his dad at the end of the movie. You are kidding me that that's actually what it is. Is that really what it is? This is really what happened in the film. I mean, right, just so it all makes sense now, I'm going to... Jesus, God damn you, Rob. God damn you. I'm going to... Tr- How did you... I I cannot believe I, I guessed mean, that. <laughs> my God. I As I said, we are the suitsayers <laughs> of the comic book and movie world, guys. I need, I need to preface this by saying, I have only watched like a couple of trailers since I genuinely haven't heard much about this movie. Like, I haven't had any interest in it, really. I, I, so I didn't... I That was... Ju- I did that as a joke. Rob, I, I thought you were taking a piss, and you would like looked up the story, and I was no. like, "Oh yeah, funny man, oh real funny man." No, I, <laughs> I, I, 
So okay, well now I'm obviously dying to know what I'm so sorry. You've all these movies do, no, researched. Do, do you know what? From now on, we're not even gonna use films to describe it. We're just going to get you to say what you think the story of the film is. <laughs> Ross is here looking at the timer thinking we've just lost I what I thought was a good twenty minutes worth of podcast time because Rob. No, no, not- I, what I will say is that I was like thinking in my head. Will I, do I just keep this going? Do I just give him the films and like see how outlandish he gets it? But, I'm like, but he's already got the film. so <laughs> It was right, never so. going to be that complex, though. Let's be honest. True. But you know what? You also ruined your own because I, the, one of the movies here is where that line is from. from the, the, I understood the reference. Oh, yeah. So you double screwed yourself. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> That was incredible. Right, so the films were Mrs. Doubtfire, okay. Bumblebee, Jurassic Park, and Ready Player One. Oh my god. So my reasonings, one of the bits that you did, kind of you left out, obviously you did leave out, but it's very unspecific, it's the kind of bad guy. So that's why I had Jurassic Park and Ready Player One, because there's like an evil corporation that delves into like genetic engineering. So that's kind of, there's a Mewtwo in it that they want to capture for genetic purposes. He's the one who transports Ryan Reynolds' body into Pikachu. Oh, I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. I'd gone down the road of a villain. I was just kind of riffing because I literally didn't know. That's okay. I mean, look. So the Mrs. Doubtfire part is, hold on, that he's in disguise. It's his dad in disguise. Oh, oh. showing around the place that's the only Mrs. Doubtfire connection there is whatsoever <laughs> by the way it's not there's no scene in drag that I remember um, so okay. Bumblebee you even said the memory bit man that is amazing you even said the memory bit oh so it's a I see what it is okay so I can be more specific here then since I know that I got it right but essentially this Pikachu shows up it's his dad in disguise but um, he doesn't remember how he ended up being this Pikachu yes so it turns out so I didn't I didn't know that it was going to be his dad in the body. I just thought it was a case of the the goof is is that Ryan Reynolds happens to be the the, the dad or whatever. But I guess what you're saying is oh, okay. I've, I've pieced it together. <laughs> he, he wakes up. He's he's in disguise. But he's like admit admit it. Even you are impressed with yourself right now. <laughs> a little taken aback. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Jesus Christ. Jesus, Rob. So what is okay? And then Jurassic Park is that there's there's genetic sort of mutations going on genetic by, engineering by, by exactly core. ready player one is the kind of evil corporation is jeff goldman in it unfortunately not no oh. but also because it looks very much like the city in ready player one and all the kind of references and nods that are in every fecking scene of the goddamn film um are you talking about pikachu or both at uh, this time i am talking about pikachu okay uh now that we've done that and that you guessed it pretty much instantly, uh, I guess I'm just going to say what I thought of Detective Pikachu for a while. Um, <laughs> God, I am I am astonished by that. Well, in fairness, I was I was still I was extremely vague. All I really said was that there's a Pikachu who doesn't know who he is. They go on a bit of an adventure, which is obvious, and then they'll just run into loads of different Pokemon, and then because they have to. I mean, to. then you did say he said he lost his memory, and then it turns oh, out yeah. that Ryan Reynolds is his dad. Come on, don't try and downplay your achievement here, Rob. It's, well, it's I, okay. I'm not going to downplay. You didn't get the reference this 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 week, but no. good God, did you get that? But I won the the the, 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 the dems and these making these them. Second, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you've called it. When you said that name, actually, by the way, it, it reminded me of the that that um. I made these yeah, with, with the, 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 Goldstones, the, the comic, Goldstones. <laughs> the Goldstones comic. Um, also, I only thought of Ryan Reynolds as I was describing it. I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to throw this in at the end," and, <laughs> and then go. Anyway, um, th- th- tell me what you thought of it. 
Yeah, I'm going to be really... I mean, like, look, I know, again, I'm... Pro- well, I am the demographic, I would say, because I grew up with Pokemon. I loved everything about Pokemon. I had, like, Pikachu toys, had all the Game Boy games. All I right. VHS recorded every episode of the anime. Oh, Christ. And I mean... Oh, geez, I was insane. I was obsessed with it. Like, I was insane. <laughs> that never left. No, but anyway, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> but I just... I really did not enjoy this. Like, it's 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 a weird... It's a weird thing because it's set in the Pokemon universe. It has all the Pokemon in it. But again, it's that thing of we're going to completely segregate ourselves from what Pokemon usually is, as in with trainer battles and trainers and walk around. And we're going to be, oh, they're set in a city that doesn't do that. So it's like it's like Pokemon light because it's like we're Pokemon universe, but we're not doing the things you would want to see from a Pokemon movie, if you get me. Hmm. Wow, they really cannot nail the video game adaptions. They really are no, not able to do it. People are liking this, though. People are really liking this. Yeah, I, the only good thing I heard about it was that Ryan Reynolds is pretty charming in it. Like, you know, they rely on him to kind of carry any bit of entertainment in the movie. You I know, mean, he's I, okay. He's Again, he's not, like, he, he just always feels like a watered-down version of Ryan Reynolds trying to be Deadpool for young children. And it's yeah, just it's a bit, it's a bit disconcerting. Is it kind of just riffy? riffy? Yeah. Because you, you, yeah. you expect him to curse all the time. That's <laughs> true. Deadpool, <laughs> that's you know? that's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah. That voice does it. You need it. You need like the vulgarity that comes with it, really, for it to make yeah, sense. Yeah, you do. Uh, but also, it's it's strange because like I didn't realize that this followed the video game Detective Pikachu so closely, but I think it does very, very much uh, that, mirror. Is that the that story, story of the game? Is it? I, I believe so because I looked it up on YouTube afterwards because I was kind of intrigued to see how different it was. And it had the whole memory thing, this this young chap going to a new city to look for his dad, all that's in it. And I think Mewtwo and all that, when Mewtwo does loads in it too. Oh, also the CG in parts was pretty goddamn dodgy. The 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 Pokemon? Yeah. Oh, they're always, like some... always going to look a bit weird though in the in a live action situation, I feel. That's a hard yeah. one to, to, to pinpoint. Because there's no natural relatability to what they look like. Yeah, you know? they look mad. Here's here's a thing that I'm um, again. This is my old old Pokemon leanings. But what I think would have been uh, maybe clever for uh, the first film in a franchise like this would be just start with the original 150 Pokemon because I think they're more recognizable and cause, again they've been had much more people have much more exposure to them. They've been around for a lot longer, and I, I think it would be a nice gradual ease into it to have just a few of the original Pokemon in it. Whereas what they've done is every. <laughs> single frame like ready player one with the references every single frame of the film is just littered with hundreds of different pokemon yeah. and it's, it's slightly over it's like ah oh god this is this is too much like just t- tone it down a bit for me please and i know i'm old but that's how i feel. <laughs> I, I know i don't understand fun anymore but, but take, yeah, yeah, take yeah. a step back spontaneity i don't get any of that What's crap that I want my originals. I, w- I would have ex- expected them to stick to that original 150, though. Do you know? Yeah, and because, and again, then maybe because I didn't know the new Pokemon. Look, I'm sure somebody somewhere is like, oh my God, that's my favorite, whatever the hell it was called. Uh, but, like, there's just moments where it does expect you to have a slight appreciation for what these Pokemon are. And I'm like, I have, I couldn't tell you if that's what they are or not. Well, how so. many are there now? Oh, just countless. I mean, how many games is there every time it increases by 100 or something, isn't oh, it? Geez. I mean, I vaguely recognized a few of the original, you know, the gold and silver, when they, they increased it from 151 to 250. 
I really don't know much past the the, the, the that, that core one fifty. I even had a bloody yeah. poster of the core one fifty. Oh no, maybe it was a sticker book. Remember they did the stickers? The oh, stickers and then oh, the sort of trading cards and then the battle cards. There was a whole they got banned in our school actually, ultimately, because They were <laughs> massive when they came people out. People were fighting over the cards. Oh god, right, this is gonna That's so tough. Oh Jesus Christ, this is gonna be horrific, by the way. I am nowhere near as prepared as I was last week. Right, Rob. Oh god. Are you ready to hear this movie tune on the tin whistle? Yes. Alright, tune those ears, buddy. I tune my whistle. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Go on, fire away there. How to turn your dragon. What's that? How to turn your dragon. Boom! Got it again, Rob. You are either good at this or I am very good at this. Neither of Both. that is true. Let's just <laughs> That was that was a good one. That uh, was okay fair, though, wasn't I listen, it? I listened uh, you did well. I listened to that music a lot actually so that that's i'm very i'm very familiar i'm gonna be honest i, I did pick it because i knew you liked it and um, i'm trying to I'm get harry potter fan. and a few other ones as well but they're very difficult to learn so <laughs> <laughs> so i gave up that's what i did <laughs> essentially yep that was that was very good though you got that very quick i had a few more bars mm. i'm not going to do them now because they get ex- extra do you want to do, do, do you want to do a little little, little flutter give oh us, man give us they, these get very difficult all right i'll give it one try Yeah, that was not as good as I expected. (laughs) 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 Yes. Oh God, that's right. right. Yeah. uh, Okay. And with that, let's 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 chew on into our let's move on into our uh, discussion piece, and we're kind of talking about interesting narrative choices, either good or bad, in in either movies or books or games or whatever. Um, Do you mind if I if I lead if I I jump into this? Fire away, buddy. Right now, Rob. I'm going to sort of turn this into a semi-review, and you haven't seen the film, but do you care anything about Terminator Dark Fate? No. So you don't mind if I completely spoil it for you? No. Okay, spoilers are high and ahead, listeners, so if you don't want to get Terminator Dark Fate spoiled for you, spoilers are switch off now. Saved three billion lives. Enough of a resume for you? No. You may have changed the future. But you didn't change our fate. Um, the film is, is absolutely god-awful. It is terrible. It's already completely sank as another trilogy again because um, it's now... There's 120 million loss or something so far already. Um, it's doing absolutely terrible. It's flopping at the box office and I think plans now to go ahead with the trilogy have already been pushed back. Um, again. Again. I mean, another again. The third failed trilogy of, of Terminator films. I mean, I'll look it up for you, buddy. It's made 123 million worldwide so oh, far. That can't be good. That that I'm certainly sure can't be good. Um, but the, the, what it costs 200 millions—that's definitely not good. Oh Jesus! Jeez, jeez, that is not good actually. Um, but the, this one specific thing I want to talk about is, and again, it's the narrative choice. Okay, and this film perfectly showed what I'm trying to highlight when we talk about these things here. The what happens at the very start of the film. Literally two minutes into the film, is set after Terminator Two. They have de-aged Linda Hamilton. Uh, Edward Furlong, young Edward Furlong, is in it. They look exactly like the characters from the end of Terminator Two. It's all you know. We did it. We stopped Judgment Day, and everything seemed to be going well. And then a de-aged Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're on a beach on the, on, on the waterfront, and a de-aged Arnold Schwarzenegger walks up, 
shoots the young child Edward Furlong, John Connor in the in the chest and kills him stone dead. Oh God! That's how the film starts, and then the credits just come up. Now we just John uh, John Connor, of course, is the savior of humanity in all the other Terminator films. Terminator Two was entirely about his relationship with the Terminator and building him up as a person and getting us to you know appreciate him as a character. Doesn't even get lines in the film. Killed in the first two minutes. It's so lazy and so badly done. It's it's so insulting to all fans of the original films who'd come to care about these characters. It reminded me of that moment in Alien 3 that I always talk about on the podcast when uh, Newt and Hicks are just mercilessly killed off off screen at the start of the film. I, I just hate when stories either can't find a clever way to get around the problem or just maybe, you know, maybe just don't use the characters again or something. I just hate when you have to be so creatively lazy to just kill off somebody in a really, really poor way and do it just so they can tell a different story. Um, it doesn't really serve the story at all because they stop Skynet in Terminator 2 at the end of the film. This film starts off with, yep, you stopped Skynet, but essentially another ex- Back on. <laughs> exactly the same thing. Apocalypse happens with almost the same robots called Terminators with, with you know metal underneath skin, but it's just that it's by a thing called Legion this time. It's the only difference, and instead of the savior being John Connor, it's it's a woman called Danny Danny Reyes. Everything else about the film is the same. It's just Terminator One and Terminator Two all over again, done a lot worse. But because it starts off on such a poor footing, I mean, I was in the cinema and two minutes in that happened. You're not going to win me back after that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of the the series of films that you have grown up with and have been a fan with all your life have had these revival sequels that have come out in the last few years that have just, from the get-go, smashed any f- fondness you've had <laughs> of those those series, or certainly of any hope you've had for them going forward, that's for sure. Uh, completely. Like, it's just 100%. The, the film, at the very start, I laughed because there's a scene where all the Terminators come out of the water, and it, it just looks awful, absolutely <laughs> awful. But then that scene comes on directly after. Now, like, imagine me as a fan, and, like, everyone loves Terminator 2, Terminator 1, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor, and you care about those characters, and, you know, Sarah Connor survives and then has John Connor, and Terminator 2 comes along, and you learn that the relationship is so important to those characters, and you care about it, then this film starts and just kills him, just kills him as a kid. There you go, he's dead now. So it just completely invalidates the other two films, and you're like, okay. Which is interesting, because isn't this supposed to be canon? Like, James Cameron has backed this. He's like, this is canon, I'm back on board. Look at me, I'm James Cameron, I'm back from the deep. Literally. Well, obviously, actually, maybe the um, the, the the Terminator's coming out of the water is a metaphor for James Cameron yeah, coming his, out of the water his, his from life. a submarine to kill his own franchise. Kill the past. Kill it if you have to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his mind is clearly lost. Um, he is very much walking back his involvement with this film ever since the I reviews came out. Like, really, like, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't see the final cut of the film. Oh, oh not at all. No, that was all. Uh, that was all Tim Miller. <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. But there was an interview with Tim Miller on the very point of, look, you know, did you take that decision lightly? And he just says, ah, no, it wasn't really a controversial decision for me at all. He's like, it wouldn't be an interesting film if John was just now a boring 35-year-old accountant with nothing to do in his life, you know? So I didn't want that. So instead, we just killed him. And you're like, that is so intellectually lazy. Like, you're the, you're, you know, you're the director of the film and you probably have a hand in the writing of the film. Just, just write 
write a different story, you know? You do something interesting with that character. Maybe, like Kyle Reese in Terminator 1 with the post-traumatic stress disorder, maybe have him all messed up because of what happened and trying to come to terms with who he is now and, you know, oh, he's no longer the saviour of humanity, but this person is. So maybe have him be the person to look, oh, he was in your role, I can try help you out or something like that. Just don't just brutally murder him at the start of the film and be like, okay, that's done. <laughs> Let's move on now. That's our film now. Was there anything redeeming in it? Was there any kind of interesting action sequences? Because that's also something that the series, certainly the one and two, particularly two, is famous for. Okay, like, was there, like, I would have thought that with at least Cameron and, and Miller on board, you'd at least get something interesting from that side of things in there. So there's a, there's a very, at the very, very start, there's a, a scene, a chase on the highway. And the problem is, because it's aping Terminator 2 so much, you're going to constantly make comparisons. And the problem ah. is, this film fails really badly in that category because the edits are really strange. It's very hard to tell in something, some scenes what's happening. The CGI is terrible. Linda Hamilton is fantastic in it. She's absolutely okay, brilliant. She's really good. But as an actress, I mean. But the character is basically like everyone hates her. They constantly call her a bitch and an asshole and an idiot. And everybody says they want to punch her all the time. And <laughs> she gets no redeeming kind of moments. She's just she's just an idiot in it and made to look really really silly. I I can't for the life of me understand why she would come back for the role. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Money. He's, well, money. There you go. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in at the end. He's in it for about twenty minutes. Uh, and again, I was watching Terminator One recently, and Kyle Reese gives this whole speech about you know the Terminator will not stop. It has no emotions. It has no feelings. It doesn't feel pity or remorse. It will never stop. Whereas Arnold Schwarzenegger in this film. Basically, after he killed John Connor, because his purpose was complete, he uh, he married a woman, and they raised an adopted child together, and he opened up a, dra- a, a, a curtain company called Carol's Curtains, and he has friends and a life and everything and a dog. It is, it is madness. It is insane how, how far removed they got the concept. And again, just the narrative choice, I'm like, why would you choose to take this story down this path like why you had so much room to do so many things with it and you know if you want to bring in new characters that's absolutely fine but and don't even you don't even have to use sarah connor or john connor or anything but just bringing them back to to crap on them and really really almost make you feel bad for ever supporting them it's it's really strange it's it is strange what i think is interesting is at what point regardless of whether kyle reese made that speech He's a robot. Why Why would he be motivated to get married? Why would someone marry a robot? I don't understand that storyline. What? How does that make sense? I thought when you saw him as an old guy in the trailer, there was speculation that that was the the original man that, that they... That was based on. That yeah. was based on. I thought that could be an interesting wrinkle. Maybe that guy has like a checkered past related to Skynet or he has the, 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 the... He knows what to do to beat the term. You know, like they could have made an interesting human out of him, but I guess... That would require Arnold Schwarzenegger to act. I actually hadn't thought about that before I started my argument. But um, <laughs> well, you've literally come up with a more interesting concept than what they use in this film. Like that is an interesting seems... concept. Yeah, well, I guess I'm basing it off what the speculation was. I actually heard you blush there, by the way. You were like, "Well, well, well I mean, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> well, well ooh, don't mind if I do. Oh, good. That's it. That's right. Get out. Get get into the backseat. I'm driving this podcast. Get out of here. But um, I don't know. I think that sounds weird. I'm not. I'm not bothered. Like, there's nothing groundbreaking in what you just described to me. It sounds like that does... If, if the only spoilers there are that, that the Terminator gets married and that they shoot <laughs> a guy at the start of the movie, if that's the extent of how 
spoilerific that review is, then there's obviously not much we're talking about it at all in the entire body of the movie. Oh, it it, it is it, it is just a shot for shot remake of Terminator One, I would say. Because it just take out Kyle Reese and put in a new character called Grace. Ah, <sighs> well, what an interesting narrative direction that was. <laughs> Amen. I all, I just wanted to get in a good bit talked about Terminator because I mean I was really oh I walked out of that cinema man <sighs> not in a good way. Right. Well, uh, hope you enjoyed that little little snippet, folks. Um, some really interesting discussions in there, and Ross and I had a ton of fun talking about them, didn't we? You called Detective Pikachu to a ridiculous extent. I'm sorry for ruining your segment. <laughs> you, well, I would say the opposite, because as you could hear, I was so goddamn excited to do that. And it worked out much, much better than I could have planned. So, you know, that's good. <laughs> but I just I just laughed at the idea that you had painstakingly assembled this nice flow of five films. One led to the other in terms of, like, I could pick the sto- the key story beats that I wanted to. You did, I didn't even get to that point. I was just like, ugh. Where is this likely to go? And what was weird then, I had to watch the movie afterwards having guessed the story in that fashion. I was like, oh, wow. Look at me go. I mean, I was about to say, I probably put more effort into that segment than they did in the movie. But look, well, <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not be nasty like that. But thanks so much ah. for listening, guys. Uh, we've got yeah. lots more of that kind of stuff. It's We have a season one. It's where all Evergreen. good podcasts are available. And there's lots more of it. So, yeah, listen back to it all. Yeah, well, I suppose there's there's not much else to say, Ross, uh, other than say that I've been Rob. I've been Ross. And uh, this has been I Understood That Reference. Thanks so much for listening, gang. Woo! Thank you. Bye. Season one. Season one, the part one of the recap. Woo!